Good morning and welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Jeff Shreve, pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries, heard every weeknight on American Family Radio at 6 p.m. Central Time. I am filling in this week for Dan Celia as he recovers from his COVID pneumonia. We pray God's hand of blessing and healing upon him. Wanted to read to you this morning as we get started from Psalm 34. This is a psalm that David wrote when he pretended to be crazy before Abimelech, and uh, Abimelech drove him away and said, does my kingdom lack for uh, nut jobs? And so David's life was spared. And this is what he wrote. My, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and rejoice. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I am so thrilled today to welcome to the studio a dear friend of mine and one of the greatest guitar players I've ever heard in my life. He's considered one of the greatest fingerstyle guitar players in the world, and his name is Doyle Dykes. Doyle, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. It's a pleasure and an honor to be on this show with you. Thank you. Well, Doyle, uh, he and I got to know each other in 2011. We had a big Christmas kind of variety show. Babby Mason with, was with us and you were yes. with us. And, and that was the first time we met. And uh, Doyle and I just became fast friends uh, from that, that day onward. And uh, he has been to our church several times and, and blessed the people with his playing. Uh, if you've never heard Doyle Dykes play the guitar, he's going to play a little bit in, in uh, the program today. But uh, it's phenomenal. And it sounds like you're hearing three guys play at once. And Doyle, I, I remember when you told me Eddie Van Halen heard you play. And what was his comment? Well, he said, I, well, I've never seen anybody play like you do. And I said, well, uh, you know, millions never seen anybody, never seen anybody <laughs> play like you do. You change music, you know. He said, yeah, but you do something different. You're, you're an orchestra. You play like an orchestra. And, uh, yeah, we had a, a nice little conversation. Um, I did something on, uh, online, uh, and honored him because, uh, he was gifted. He really was. Oh, yeah. Of course, all this stuff comes from God, whether you give him credit for it or not, it, right. it comes from the Lord. Well, so tell our, tell our listeners, how did you, how did you develop a love for guitar and especially a love for that finger style playing? Well, it was, uh, mostly through my dad, uh, because he, had his, <laughs> all these Chet Atkins and Merle Travis records and Les Paul as well. And I liked Les Paul, but there was a lot of singing on it, you know, uh, with his wife. I like that too. But, and, but I listened to this uh, all the time, uh, along with the Blackwood Brothers and the Statesman's Quartet and all this stuff. But uh, Chet, his style and Merle Travis too, really got my attention. Uh, I didn't understand it, you know. But I didn't really play guitar until I got saved, and I was 11 years old. Mm. And even though I was raised in church, for the first time I knew in my knower mm -hmm. <laughs> that I was saved. And uh, it just sunk in, and uh, I asked God, I, I raised my hands. I still remember this, Jeff. So like, I, I, I mean, Pastor Jeff, I should <laughs> say. Um, but I remember I raised my hands to the Lord. I said, Lord, give me a job to do. And I'll always tell people about you never knowing that at my, I'm 67 now that I would be still using my hands every single day. 
uh, for the Lord. Uh, someone asked me not long ago, are your fingers insured? I said, no, but they're on Medicare now. Does that, <laughs> <laughs> does that count? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 11 years old and you still not, not in love with the guitar yet, but you knew that yeah. you had asked the Lord, give me something special and I'll use it for your glory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, then you met the sailor. Well, no, it was a while later. I mean, uh, it was just after that. I thought, oh, you know, I could play the guitar. And I went over to a buddy's house, and and he was uh, he he had a guitar, and he and he was a. You remember the? That's how I I played. I had a hammer, (laughs) and uh, and I had already started learning some chords, and I thought I could play the guitar, and I could play the guitar for the Lord. And so uh, within just a few weeks, I, I came up with this little, you remember the song, I've Been With Jesus? I don't know if I know that one. But I could hear the melody in the chord. And so this was my first guitar solo in church. And I did this, I've been with Jesus, and I'm so happy. because my grandfather was a choir director, you know, I, I had a good inroad. And so he said, Doyle's going to play a solo for us tonight. And it was at our youth service. They call YPE young people's endeavor. Oh. <laughs> what a hip name. And so that was my first uh, solo and that was my first song. All right. And so, so then you- Sometime after you met the sailor that came to your house for lunch or dinner or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I started playing rhythm at church. And of course, you know, you have to learn to play an E flat, A flat, B flat. And so, I, you know, I just learned chords for a while. And I would try to do the chet, you know, like. I'd do it with a straight pick. And I couldn't figure out how Chet did that because you didn't see him on TV that much. Right. And when he did, sometimes he'd be playing yakety acts or something. <laughs> yeah. And single string thing. But this uh, the sailor came over to our house and actually he went to our church. Now, I'm from Jacksonville, so we had, you know, three major Navy bases there. And so we would always have sailors come in whether they were there for god or girls you know we didn't care (laughs) right but uh but this guy you could tell loved the lord and he loved the guitar and he went up to my dad and he he just i went nuts i went to my mom i said mom can we have that sailor over for dinner (laughs) and he he showed me a little uh uh, in one day he showed me a little pattern like this and I never forgot it. And I don't know where he got that or how he how he came up with it. And he showed me that. And a Merle Travis showed me that lick. Of course, that goes to. <laughs> and when I was inducted into the. Uh, uh, the National Thumb Pickers Hall of Fame at the Merle Travis uh, Performing Arts Center in Muhlenberg County, Kentucky, where it all started. Uh, I, I became a Hall of Famer. And so uh, the first guy I called was Barry the Sailor. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> how cool is that? Okay. So when you got introduced to that, how long did it take you in, mentally to be able to separate what your thumb does from the rest of your fingers? Well, with the, it's funny because with that little pattern, I, I was doing that without knowing, but, but you know, until I guess until uh, from the time I learned that little pattern until uh, I started playing, uh, it's about a year. Because every time I play, like I am a pilgrim, I am a pilgrim, you know, it would sound like that. I am a, <laughs> get right back into the pattern. Yeah. And, uh, but that, that little picking pattern was so unique and individual. I asked him a couple of years ago, I said, Barry, I, you know, I, I said, uh, you, you, neither one of us are getting paid for it, but I said, I have shared your picking pattern all over the world. I had just come back from uh, from China and I, I was somewhere and they said, we would like for you to show us a song. And it was an internet and they had thousands, tens of thousands of viewers. And I said, well, I'm gonna show you a little picking pattern. And so I shared that in China. I've shared it in England and Japan, oh, all wow. over the world. I said, where did you come up with that? He says, you know, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> he said, I suppose that day, I, you know, that uh, that I was the, uh, how did he put it? Uh, I, I was the best teacher and you were the best student, you know? How cool is that? Mm -hmm. Well, we are talking to guitar legend Doyle Dykes, and uh, you don't want to miss it. We're going to have a great conversation, so don't go away. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for healthcare can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan, double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 833-44-BIBLE. That's 833-44-BIBLE. 833-44-BIBLE. God can use persecution to strengthen the church and individuals within it. Persecution is granted to us. Don't miss this. What an honor to be chosen to follow in the footsteps of Christ, to die like the thief beside him, so that men enslaved to sin can see the gospel written in our flesh and believe. Gain more perspective on persecution with Jordan Shambly's article, The Victorious Persecuted Church, in the Fall 21 issue of Engage Magazine, or visit EngageMagazine.net. Hannah's Heart, a half-hour program specifically designed to encourage Christian couples walking through infertility and miscarriage. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome, mm -hmm. but this is a show that says however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. 
Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White each Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. You can find the podcast at AFR.net. Hi, and welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, filling in this week for Dan Celia. And we are joined in the studio with guitar legend Doyle Dykes. And we're talking about how he got his start and how God has gifted him uh, to play the guitar like very few people can play. And so, Doyle, uh, how old were you when you really felt like, okay, I, I have this down? Uh, <laughs> if I remember, it was you were pretty young, what, 14 or 15 years old? Yeah, I was pretty young. <clears throat> I went to, I played something at school one time uh, in our talent show, you know, and I remember playing eighth grade talent show, you know, <laughs> and I played it. I mean, you'd think any kid in the eighth grade that could do that yeah, would win a talent show, but I lost. <laughs> you lost. And so the next year, I thought, well, I'm going to play something that's not a church song. I mean, even the Catholics know that song is the Bells of St. Mary and the, and the Pentecostals that, that call it the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. <laughs> the Lion. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's the same tune. Yeah. And so uh, the kids didn't know what it was. But the next year, the most popular song was a... Remember that song? Yeah, Classical Gats. Well, I won. <laughs> yeah. Now, you played that on the 12 string? I didn't at that time. Uh, I did. I never played on the twelve string until. Uh, it's funny when you learn to play the guitar, you you meet a lot of your heroes. And I did a show with Mason Williams, and Eric Johnson is another great guitar player. And we were standing in the back of the auditorium, watching him play with an orchestra. And uh, we we're, we're Eric says, "Wow, what an incredible song!" And uh, one of us should cover that. And and we both looked at each other at the same time and said, you should do it. <laughs> but I did at Eric's studio. Eric lives in Austin, has a great uh, studio there. So I recorded that song. But the, the trick was that Mason Williams said, you know how I got that sound? I said, well, the, with a classical guitar. And there's a 12 string behind it. He said, there were four tracks. He said, on one, I did the classical guitar. And then on two was a 37 piece orchestra <laughs> but on the other track i went back and i overdubbed the, the exact parts of the first guitar on a 12 string and then we mixed it way in the background so that's how he got that real pristine sound oh, wow. so when i recorded it i did it backwards i put the 12 string up front and i put the nylon string sort of behind it oh wow well, very cool <laughs> okay so you graduate from high school you have this gift and talent. I'm assuming you're playing in a lot of churches at this time. I did. I traveled. Uh, well, our family started singing uh, when I was around uh, 14, 15. We traveled some. And then I had a, an opportunity to travel with a, a a larger group. And mom and dad said, well, you should do that. And uh, they had a bus and we would travel around and they'd let me out to go to school. Sometimes we'd travel all night. We'd be in Maryland or someplace and go 
and go back home. And uh, I'd, I'd get right off the bus and go into school. And I had favor with the principal. So they all knew me, knew what I did, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had an opportunity to go with either Barbara Mandrell or the Stamps Quartet, J.D. Sumner. And that was my dream, really, because I love gospel music. So I went with J.D. Sumner and the Stamps. So when I uh, graduated from high school, in fact, I didn't even, I didn't even get my, uh, I didn't even walk. Uh, you know, I, they sent me my diploma. Mm. But the Stamps asked me to, to leave even earlier because they were staying in, in Graceland because they were doing all the Elvis shows. But that would have been enticing. It was enticing, but I said, well, I think I need to stay at least <laughs> do my testing and get my uh, my diploma. Right. And so I did. I did that. And I traveled with J.D., but not for long. Uh, but that's another story. I met my high, uh, my wife, my future wife, and I knew her in high school, but not very well. But it was like just a few weeks before I was to leave to go with the Stamps. I took her out for the first time and, and we're still together after, well, 48 years. Yeah. Now is she musical? <laughs> she plays a piano. I bought her a beautiful grand piano at our house and she plays it every day, but she wouldn't play it in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> now I know your kids are musical. Very musical. Yes. My son, he's really, he's, he's in law enforcement actually uh, for a job, but he plays he plays guitar. He could, he could play professionally if he wanted to. He just doesn't uh, enjoy the lifestyle. He likes to do it because he loves it, you know, and he's afraid that would take that away. Yeah. Okay. Now that <clears throat> brings up a good question for you. You love it, but it's your job. And I, I've always admired this about you. You can play the same song over and over and over in different places. And it's, you, you can tell you're just, it's just a joyful experience. So it doesn't ever seem like it's a job to you or a chore to you. Well, no, actually, uh, you know, I heard Phil Keg, he's a good friend of mine. He's a great guitar player. And he said, <laughs> you know, the, the work part of what we do is getting there. You know, the yes. playing is the reward. Yeah. And he, you know, because he has a passion for playing and loves it just as much as he always did. And I do too. I mean, I, I've never been one to go home and, and uh, go, go fishing or hunting or anything like that. I mean, it's like someone said to me, uh, boy, I bet it, your wife just loves it when when you go home and she, she says, play that guitar. And I said, are you kidding? Put that away. Take me to lunch. You know, <laughs> that's one reality hits. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Doyle, uh, I loved your book, The Lights of Marfa, oh, that you, you wrote. That's just uh Basically, it's just things that God has done in your life over mm-hmm. the years. And so tell us about how you got on with Grandpa Jones. Well, it was uh, after uh, I left the stamps, I came home and uh, and I proposed to Rita and I got a job there in, in Jacksonville. And uh, and then I worked for a couple of years. We got married about a year later. I, we were both young. And uh <laughs> She said to me one day, you should be playing your guitar. I mean, that's what that's who you are. I've always known that. And within two weeks, I had the job with Grandpa Jones. It was just a God thing, the timing. You know, I had a friend of mine tell me, they said uh, he was praying about something. He said, Lord, why didn't you give me that 20 years ago? <laughs> and it was an addition to, or a chapel built onto their church property. And he said, because my greatest asset for answered prayer is timing. And he said it sort of nonchalant like that. And I stopped him and I put my hand on his, on his arm. And said, Tell me that again. Mm-hmm. Steve Dixon, Fayetteville, Arkansas. He said, 
Doyle, he owns it all. He says, my greatest asset for answering your prayers is timing. And so I believe that it, that's a huge thing for us. And when it's God's timing, because I've been praying about it, and it just fit together perfectly. And I went on the road with Grandpa, and I was on the road with him two or three years, and remained very, very close friends with him until he died. Mm-hmm. Now, was this was this before or after your little experience with Elvis? Oh, that was uh, that was when I was with the Stamps. Yeah, I went to an Elvis show, and uh, I was in let's see, that was in, in Texas actually. It was at the uh, Fort Worth the 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 Coliseum there in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh-huh. And they had a Stamps Blackwood School of Music, Blackwood Brothers, you know, and it was being held in Waxahachie, Texas. And so the first thing I did when I moved to Nashville was uh, unload my stuff, load up again and get on the bus. And we uh, went out to uh, uh, Waxahachie teaching and I was teaching guitar. So before I even did a show with them, I was teaching guitar in Waxahachie. And then uh, Elvis was coming in. Uh, and the stamps were going to, of course, they were singing for him. I think we did a couple of shows out of Waxahachie uh, with the stamps. So they invited me to go to the Elvis show. And it was amazing. I mean, I remember he did Burning Love for the first time in public. He had it written on a napkin or something. He, Here's a new song, you know, <laughs> burning, hunk, hunk of burning love, you know. And uh, this was thin Elvis, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he was he was a, a amazing uh, just to see, I mean, he, uh, he had a persona and, a, a, a he, you know, he really had a unique personality and, uh, but he was gifted. He was gifted of the Lord. And so, uh, you know, I watched the show and, uh, I had already, we went in early. So I had already met James Burton, who was, that was a big deal for me. I mean, mm-hmm. James Burton is a guitar player. And today, even today, we're fierce friends. I mean, we're great friends. And James loves the Lord. He's a real good Christian. But at that time, I, I met uh, him and his entourage. But that night, uh, he, they said, well, we want to introduce you to Elvis because he likes to go into the hotel. He had the whole top floor of the Hilton right across the street from the hotel. I mean, from the uh, convention center. And, uh, and I went up and then they, they just started uh, bringing in the booze and and different things, you know, and I said, uh, you know, here's a church kid here. I'm going, I wasn't, I'm not supposed to be here, Mm. you know? And I, and I got up, I said, I'm sorry, guys, I got to leave. Oh, wow. And, uh, one of the guys said, well, come down to our, our room where you'll feel better about it. And boy, I tell you the Holy spirit just got a hold of me and he, and it was like I, I just put my head in, in my hands and uh and the spirit of God I don't I, and I don't say how many times have I ever say hey Jeff God told me mm-hmm. yeah I've never said that to you right but he does speak to us sure and he spoke to me that day he said which king will you serve mm. and and I made I had to make the decision now I don't think it was that it wouldn't have been that way for everybody but it was that way for me right and we have to work out our own salvation. And so I walked out. They got mad at it. <laughs> they got mad at me. <laughs> yeah. And how old were you when you did oh, that? man. I was uh, 18. Wow. I just turned 18. It took a lot of courage. It did. I mean, I could have actually, when we got back, I could have stayed at, at, at Graceland, you know, and I had an open invitation. And, uh, of course, to play all night uh, and just do songs with Elvis and, and all that. It was very inviting, you know, and I was next to go in, uh, the Blackwoods were in there talking to him. 
And uh, they said, well, you're next. I mean, you got a couple of missions way to go. I said, no, sir. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Elvis would be around for a while, but I have to leave. Yeah. And uh, then this guy got mad. He was with the, with one of the staffs. <laughs> he said he was their bass player. He ended up being uh, Elvis's valet for years. Uh, and his name was Kenny. He was a great guy. I loved him. But he says, well, how are you going to get back to Waxahachie? I said, with your car. I have the keys. Remember, I drove <laughs> and I held him up. And I said, if yeah. you want to get back to Waxahachie, you need to come now. Yeah. And I mean, I, it was just like a holy boldness came over me. Yeah, that is so awesome. You know, I love that story in your book because it's such a challenge to all of us. Which king are you going to serve? Because we're all tempted to follow other things and it seems so inviting and it seems so exciting. But uh, we serve the Lord Jesus Christ. No one can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one and love the other, despise the one and cling to the other. You can't serve God and riches. You can't serve God and other things. We're talking to Doyle Dykes. Don't go away, we're having a great conversation. To sharpen the biblical worldview of Christians and to share the good news of Jesus Christ, that is the mission of the Christian Worldview Radio Program. I'm host David Wheaton, inviting you to join us this Saturday morning at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, as we discuss all matters of life and faith from a decidedly biblical perspective. The Christian Worldview, Saturday mornings at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, right here on American Family Radio. AFR is the voice of reason. American Family Radio's Spring share is April 19th through the 21st. An inspiring part of share is hearing how God is using American Family Radio. It's a lifeline for me during the day. Please take a moment to share how God has used AFR in your life. Call now at 877-876-8893. That's 877-876-8893. The following are real-life stories from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt. I used my credit cards as a source of income. It was not a good situation. I couldn't pay my bills. The interest on the cards was really high. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. They contacted all of our creditors, and they put us on a plan for success. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I've been able to pay off close to $15,000. We're doing a lot better. Please pick up the phone and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. It's a godsend. We're debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. Hi, this is Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. As many of you know, Hurricane Ida devastated Louisiana in August, making landfall as a Category 4 hurricane, leaving thousands of families in need of hope. 
Do you know it's been three years since 8 Days of Hope deployed on a rebuilding trip where we help hundreds of families rebuild their homes for free? But today I've got some exciting news. We're announcing that 8 Days of Hope 17 is going to take place in Laplace, Louisiana from April 9th through the 16th, bringing hope to those who are feeling hopeless. We're going to be doing roofing and drywall painting and so much more. If you'd love to use your gifts to serve those in need, go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. As always, it's free to volunteer with us. Food and lodging are provided. And again, if you're looking to be the hands and feet of Jesus, join us in April when we go to Laplace, Louisiana during 8 Days of Hope 17. Again, for more information about this outreach or any arm of the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here filling in for Dan Celia. And I'm joined with, by Doyle, or with Doyle Dykes, uh, my good friend and guitar legend. He is amazing. And so, Doyle, as we start off this segment, uh, let's play something for the listeners. This is a fun song. It is re- relatively new, 1898. <laughs> singing that in church you get onward to right, right. rise before us yeah. soon it's a little plainer <laughs> now if my granddad was leading soon the pearly gates will open yes. Okay, so this has always amazed me. You never have music in front of you. You can play for two hours and all this intricate stuff, and you never have any music. How do you do that? Well, you just hear it. I mean, I think it came back down from talking about my granddad. Uh, He let me play in church. You know, my grandfather, I mean, I just loved him so much. And there was music on both sides of my, my family, my mother's side and my father's side. But uh, my granddad was on my father's side that I'm talking about. And uh, so I would have go over and even help him clean the church because then you didn't have associate pastors and they didn't have a place for that. So he led the singing and cleaned the church and was an associate pastor. He did everything. So I'd go over and help him. And uh, he'd give me a little money for guitar strings or the next uh, Chet record, you know. But he let me play in church. And I developed an ear. I would go to singing schools with him. He did the Do-Re-Mi thing. And he'd take me along with him, and I'd listen to all that. And so you you learn to hear mm-hmm. things and, and um, relate it to, like I said before, I, I related my first song. I, I could hear that. Mm-hmm. See, the guitar is voice a little different than other instruments because your lead singer right here is on the first string, like Alison Krauss would sing. Yeah. A lot of times with guys sing, the lead singer, like in a quartet, uh, you have the tenor singer above him. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a while ago. 
that's the way you'd play it on the guitar, you know, but the lead singer would be on the lower note, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Yeah. So the, the guitar's voice is different, you know, and I related to that. I could hear the melody line, even in the chords. And so I began to write songs. I asked God years ago, Lord, help me to be able to write instrumental songs. And I never was able to do that before. And uh, it's just like it just came, you know. I remember one time I was very frustrated and I was trying to limber my fingers up. I had a little studio at home and my wife says, uh, well, honey, it's time for dinner. So I went in and and ate, went back to my studio, limbering my hand up just to get it limber up like this. And out of the blue, I just started doing this. It's a song that became one of my best songs. It's called Nothing's Too Good for a Friend that I wrote in honor uh, of a friend of mine, that Marcel Dadi, that died on flight 800. So it really touched a lot of guitar players. <laughs> and so that's what God really has called me to do is to reach musicians. And, uh, and he's, he's using me to do that, I think. Yeah. That is great. Okay, so let's talk. My wife had a question that uh, she shared with me this morning. She said, uh, Jeff, ask Doyle about discipline, because Mm. to be great at anything, whether it's sports or uh, being a great teacher or uh, a pastor that God uses, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it might be, you got to have discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, my principal in high school, who's a good friend until the day he died, uh, he told me one day in his kind of Southern way of saying things, uh, if you ain't got discipline, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> and so talk about discipline as it relates to you learning the guitar and becoming proficient to the level that you are. Well, it's important <laughs> that you that you play. I mean, um, listening to people like Merle Travis and Chet Atkins was so fun once I understood kind of what they were doing, it was, I would run home to, to play my guitar from school and I'd play for hours, you know, and people say, when can I quit make my, making my child practice? I said, when they start loving it yeah. and then you can't get them to the dinner table. Right. And when the, when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And that's what happened in my life. Uh, but I think you should play if you can every day, a little bit, uh, there are times like, uh, you know, if I'm getting off uh, a, a tour or something like that, I may let it go for a day or so, you know, but usually not much. Chet Atkins said this one time and his Southern way of saying it, well, he said, if, if you don't play for a day, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll feel it. And, and, you know, and, uh, and you'll know it 
if you don't play for two days, you know, your wife will know it <laughs> or your friends. If you don't play for three days, everybody will know it. Right. And so it's true. And I, I heard uh, there's a guy that played guitar years ago. He's a really fine uh, flat picker. His name was Clarence White. And Clarence was killed at a young age, but he was with the birds. I mean, he was uh, Linda Ronstadt. A lot of the playing that you've heard, I mean, he was an amazing guitar player. But he said, you know, even if you just touch the guitar and just put it in your hands for five minutes or for a minute or two before you go to bed, if if you don't have time to play, so you, you muscle memory, so so your hands will remember, yeah, you know what the, the because uh, Chet says if you don't play, if you don't practice, the guitar will forget you. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, I remember you came and did a concert for us on a Sunday night. Mm -hmm. We took you back to the hotel, and I remember I picked you up, I think, the next morning, and I said, well, Doyle, what'd you do last night or something? And you said, well, I practiced for 45 minutes before I went to bed. Mm -hmm. And I thought, good night. You played Sunday morning, you played a concert <laughs> that night, and then you come back and practice. I did that last night. You know, I, I did two services in, uh, in uh, uh, where was I? Yes. Oh, yeah, Van Buren. Van Buren for uh, Wesley Hilliard, who listens to you all the time, Pastor <laughs> Wesley. Amazing man. Amazing, amazing guy. Served our country even when he was a pastor. I think he went over two tours to Afghanistan. Amazing guy. And he loves you. Uh, <clears throat> but when I got to the room last night, yeah, I, I, I just took out my guitar and started playing some. I had an old Martin with me. I just wanted to just play it a little bit. And I, but it's, it, a lot of it, too, you just have to keep something on the back burner mm -hmm. all the time. You keep a project going. Right. Because that keeps I'm, I'm working on a project now. I want to do a lot of songs because I'm, I play on, I still play on a grain of Opry a lot of times and uh, I played on there several times last year. So I got the idea to do a, an Opry, another Opry album and do some uh, Johnny Cash and just m maybe a Johnny Cash medley and and things like that. Do Wabash again, uh -huh. and then uh, Orange Blossom Special or something like that. Just so I've been trying to. Work oh, I've up never something. heard you do Orange yeah. Blossom Special. Well, I've never played. I'm still working. Oh, on okay. It, but where most people use. Well, I want to start it off like a train. I'm giving it away here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a train. It'll start off like a train. Yeah. Fun. And the Johnny Cash stuff, you know. Remember the flat Tennessee flat top box? I'm not familiar with that one. Could Johnny play very well? He was good at what he did. Like, the, for instance, uh, I taught the weeping willow how to cry. <laughs> and they said he put a hundred dollar bill in his uh, in the strings up here and where it would just uh, I don't have time to to do all that. So but say I had a piece of paper, put it up here and it just gives a, a kind of a drum sound. Uh -huh. He was amazing. And then he loved
I've always loved that song. I always wanted to play it, and I had a friend of mine I was recording with. His name is uh, uh, Dwayne Eddy. Dwayne Eddy was a big star back in the 60s. And uh, I said, well, Dwayne, I wish I could play Ghost Riders in the Sky in church. He said, you could. Just call it Holy Ghost Riders in the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But... Well, that's that's awesome. We're talking to guitar legend Doyle Dykes, and we're having a great time. God has gifted him in such a unique way to play the guitar, and he shares that all over the world, and he tells about the great uh, grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't go away. We'll be right back. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe true morality flows from biblical principles and directs people to the manner in which God intends them to live. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us as we seek to stop the erosion of godly values. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. We are not allowed to have a U-Haul that comes to heaven with us. Anna Marie Travers has an AFA Foundation charitable gift annuity. The Lord has given us uh, things that we can uh, acquire, uh, but you know, everything will stay here. And I'm so thankful for, for the American Family uh, Annuity Fund where we can give some to something that we so highly value. Through the AFA Foundation, a charitable gift annuity provides a monthly income as well as a legacy of support for the American Family Association. I cannot uh, recommend a, a better person than uh, they have at AFA to help you with getting your annuity fund. It was so easy. Call the AFA Foundation today to find out how you can set up a charitable gift annuity. Just call 800-326-4543 extension 345. Welcome back to the broadcast. Pastor Jeff Shreve here, pastor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries. I am filling in this week for Dan Celia, and we're joined in the studio today uh, by Doyle Dykes. Doyle is a dear friend and a phenomenal guitar player, uh, one of the best in the world at fingerstyle guitar playing and uh, Doyle it's such a pleasure to have you uh, on the broadcast today now we were talking at the break about uh, an issue that you faced some years ago that caused you to lose your hearing in That's your right. in your right ear in my right ear yeah right tell side. us about that well I I had this distortion sound in my ear and I couldn't figure out what it was it's like a speaker that was distorting and so uh, I went to the doctor, a friend of mine, the, that's an ENT where I live. He's a guitar player. <laughs> and he says, well, Doyle, you know, it's, it's probably nothing. I mean, it could be a tumor or something, but it's 
you know, those are rare, but we see rare things all the time here, but, uh, you know, we could, uh, we could do an MRI and, uh, but I'll put you on steroids and all that. And I went on the road and it kept getting worse. And I remember the Oak Ridge boys asked me, they were, they were, uh, asked me to do some shows or something. And I went to hear them and my daughter was with me. I said, does it sound like the speakers are just distorting to you? And she says, no. And I said, I got to go back to the doctor. So I did an MRI and sure enough, they found a tumor. It's called an acoustic neuroma, <laughs> which my friend Bob Taylor said, well, that's a perfect name. If you're going to have a tumor called acoustic, cause I was acoustic guitar <laughs> player. That's what you should name your next album, he said. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, so that can't be me. And he said, here's your name. And, uh, you know, Doyle Dykes, were you born on this date? Yes, yes. He said, this is your tumor. He showed me the photos and, and the x-rays. And my wife w- w- went over with me. And then so we ended up doing the, the operation. And uh, I was trying to save my hearing. But the very thing that uh, is was what took my hearing on my right side. However, I can wink at you. I can smile. <laughs> and so I'm thankful that my facial nerves are, are intact. I think if I'd have gone a different way, it may not have worked out that way. Yeah. Because this, this, this is a, a, a terrible thing. It can affect your uh, facial muscles for the rest of your life. Yeah. And if, if there's anybody out there listening, you know, you may have had that problem. And, uh, and so, you know, God's able, I think he's, I know he's able to restore. He's able to restore my hearing. Um, I know even a, an actor that had this very uh, operation and he thought his career was completely over. And, uh, and he said one day he just looked in the mirror and, and his eye just twitched. And he got so happy. He just started crying, went back and told his wife, you know, and it took about a year, but he got it back. Mm. And so there are a lot of things in life we all face. We face uh, trials and tribulations ourselves. You know, we go through our own pandemic in a personal way, you know, mm-hmm. that can uh, that can destroy you or it can make you better. I had a friend of mine said, well, I'm glad you I'm glad you didn't get bitter at God. And I said, oh, my Lord. I've gotten closer to God through mm-hmm. this. I've seen a side of God through my helplessness. Yeah, that I'd never seen and would have not seen, but it left me with three years of residual. Well, it wasn't a my, it was different than a migraine. Migraine is nothing compared to what I had to go through. And I'd be, I remember I was in England one time. They were going to take me to a hospital and I had one of those attacks. Oh. And uh, you know what I did? What? I called my little gray haired mom in Florida and uh, she got my brother on the phone and they prayed with me. And I'm telling you, it worked and uh, I felt it ease off and I was debilitated for a couple of days. Yeah. And, uh, but when, uh, when I called and uh, got them on the phone and I can't tell you how many times I had to do that mm. through that three year period, but you know, God's always there. We go through things sometimes, but he shows his strength in our weaknesses. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a, a, it's a precious time. Yes, uh, you know, in a way, I wouldn't trade it, right, for anything. Well, that's like the Apostle Paul; he wouldn't have traded his thorn in the flesh mm-hmm. when he learned that, hey, this is the vehicle that God is using to pour out His grace and power in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, how losing your hearing in one ear? How did that affect playing and 
Yeah. Well, I also lost my balance. Sorry to mean to interrupt, but I I lost my balance too. I didn't have, because this thing is, it wraps around your balance nerve. And so they, they severed uh, the balance nerve to get the tumor. And so it's amazing how we're made, you know, your left side takes your, you know, and so on. Uh, but I had learned to walk again. So I'm walking out in the back and had my hand on my house. I wouldn't go very far, you know, cause mm-hmm. I can stay close to home. And, uh, I just walk around the yard or something. And I get a call from Rick, my mm-hmm. And Rick was the worship leader, you know, for Rick Warren. Uh-huh. And I'd been at, to Saddleback many times playing. And he said, do I have a conference I'd like for you to play at? And I said, when is it? And he told me it was like six weeks from my surgery. And I was supposed to have been, off for three months. I was supposed to take in three months. And, and I said, God, I believe you're going to help me do that. And it became my goal. And I did. And I flew out there <laughs> and I did, I never told him about the operation. Oh, wow. But when I got up there, he said, well, Doyle, I'd like for you to play with the band. And, uh, the, we had an orchestra up there and he set me up by the drummer and the bass player. And when all that started happened, I freaked out. I mean, I said, Oh my Lord. And, uh, uh, I went to the back behind the curtain there behind stage and I took my little, I call it my amplified. I call it the guitar player's Bible is amplified. And I took the Philippians four thirteen. I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and I am equal to anything in him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. And I read that three times and I went back out. I said, I can do this. But it felt like everything was, I couldn't hear anything on my right. So everything sounded like it was coming from way off somewhere else. And I'd not experienced anything like that because I hadn't played. It was the first place I played was Saddleback. Can you imagine that? Wow. But but God not only got me through it, uh, that was the thing that catapulted me to the next level. And so I'm just thankful for that. It, It was amazing. I saw strength that when I needed strength and he was there, he is faithful. Yeah. Well, nobody would ever know uh, that you're deaf in one ear until they try and whisper in your ear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right here. Uh, I remember that happened at our church where some production lady was whispering to you. You leaned over to me and she said, I can't understand a word she's saying. I'm deaf (laughs) in this side. Well, Doyle, tell us what you're doing right now and how people can interact with you online and that kind of thing. Well, when the pandemic hit, you know, uh, everything was canceled. And so I started doing things online and I started, uh, calling churches. I said, can I, I did that for you. Remember in Easter with you and Debbie. And by the way, folks, uh, Jeff and Debbie Shreve are top shelf and I'm looking at you right in the eyes when I say this, but I want to tell you, I tell this behind your back. (laughs) I appreciate you so much. I'm just so honored to be your friend. Appreciate your ministry. And uh, you've been a, a real blessing to my life and an influence in me. And so I started reaching out to other people. And, uh, and you know, when my church of 15,000 people for Easter canceled, we reached almost a half a million that day mm. online. Isn't it amazing yeah. with, with videos from in, in different churches? And so uh, my daughter said, well, dad, you have your own YouTube channel. I said, well, you didn't tell me that because <laughs> I'm, you know, right. she does all that for me. And she said, well, you already have, a, you have a few hundred people signed up. I said, well, I didn't know that. And so I bought a better camera and, uh, and I learned how to, to, you know, things about likes or watching, 
different YouTube things, you know, how to make a, a, a little YouTube show. Right. And I would just went in my guitar room and I went to a chapel and went to a different place, go outside and then it started building up. And uh, so now, I mean, we just turned over uh, over 12,000 subscribers and which is a good start. For praise sure. the Lord. Yeah. And uh, and I started thinking about it. Well, you know, I always preach a little bit and I would give free guitar lessons online on my YouTube channel. I call it guitar, my guitar poor series. I actually sh play a song and show you how I play it. And then I, and I, I would have, uh, I call it random late night picking when I just pick up an old guitar and start playing it. Uh -huh. And, uh, I have, we had so many comments on that from all over the world. And then I started doing a thing called Sunday string along. I thought, well, I'm just going to preach a little bit. Yeah. And that's where I crack open my Bible and share my testimony. Yeah. And so we have thousands of people now. And I, when you get to the point where the, oh, if I can keep this up, it's, it's really hard to do every week. Right. Suddenly I'm, I'm like at you, I got to think of it. Something. <laughs> and so, uh, but then we, we get a comment, you know, I, they live in another, some guy lived in another country. So very suppressed. And, and he said, my favorite guitar player invited me to, or asked me to invite Jesus in my heart. And I did. And oh, I can't wow. tell you how free. I am right now. Wow. And I got another uh, a friend of mine that, that I met years ago, but I didn't know he, he was watching me. He said something. I said, did, did you watch my Sunday string along? He said, I watch it every week. It's my church now because I'm in a wheelchair. I said, Wayne, I didn't know that. And it's Wayne Moss. You know, the guy. Oh, yeah. And a lot of uh, songs by Waylon Jennings, you know, and uh, he's one of the greatest Nashville cats ever. And he listens to me every Sunday. And so I'm thankful for that ability that we have. And so if, if you feel stumped and sometimes, well, maybe God's just moving you to a, a different level. Right. And a different place where we've never, if you want to do something, see something you haven't seen, sometimes you have to do something you haven't done. Yeah. Very good. Well, we've been talking this hour to Doyle Dykes, the legendary guitar player. And as good as he is on guitar, he's a better man, and he loves the Lord Jesus with all his heart. So check him out at DoyleDykes.com. Go to YouTube and watch his videos at Doyle Dykes, and you will be blessed. Hey, it's been wonderful to be with you for this hour, and I just want to encourage you two words, shine and share. Shine for Christ and share what great things the Lord has done for you and how he's had mercy on you. God wants to use your life this day to make a difference in the life of another person. So God bless you. Thanks for being with us.